irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. talk radio and all podcasting platforms this is max and friends and i am your host max tucci let's just take that moment right now to say thank you to all that is but also what does host mean how can we reimagine being a host you know i had a wonderful conversation the other day with jennifer english who's going to be with us in just a moment and we were talking about what does it mean to be a host What does it mean to entertain? What does it mean to cook? What does it mean to bring all of you to our tables, to my table? I welcome you to my table here tonight on Max and Friends. And I welcome you because here's what's going to happen tonight. You know, I'm going soon on the road. This is a lot. This is like, we are coming to you back from Italy, back from all over. I just realized, pause, wait a minute. Here we go. I haven't spoken to you all in just a, a minute. So I'm back this show to be transparent. You know, we're, we're pre-recording it today, but we will air it Sunday. And um, I'm getting ready to go on book tour. So what does that mean? It means that the Delmonico Way, sublime, entertaining, and legendary recipes from the restaurant that made New York by Max Tucci, published by Rizzola, New York, is like getting ready to go. Now, here's the deal. The book, I know I'm getting your text messages. I really am, and thank you. And Look, let's just be real. Forgive me for not responding. Sam at the beginning of the show was like, are you getting back in your groove? I'm like, no, because this is a new groove for me. I've never really gone on a book tour for my own book. So it's like I'm getting prepared. I'm still learning. And so I open up myself to be available to the learning process. And what I want you to know is that when your texts come into me and your emails, I see them, I hear them, you matter. Forgive me if I don't respond right away. There is just so much going on. So I don't want you to think that I'm ignoring you or that I didn't get it. But there really is that moment where I sometimes need to say, pause. I need to take that pause. And so I say that because they've been pushing the book from October 4th to the 2018 to the 25th to November 1st. But here's what I know for sure, that where we are right now is exactly where we're supposed to be. And when this book is supposed to be released, that's exactly when it will happen. So right now it's November 1st. Could it be sooner? I don't know. But what I know for sure is that the moment you hold this book, you will see the love that I have for it and that you'll realize I have this at the exact right moment. We're all excited for it. I am too. So when I get that date and it's pushed back, I'm like, dear Rizzoli, <laughs> what is going on with shipping? And it's just, you know, it's the nature of the beast that we live in right now, that shipping is just a little bit delayed. And, you know, I was literally rolling up my sleeves, renting a U-Haul, driving down to New Jersey to pick up books if I had to, because there really weren't any drivers uh, available. You know, there's that saying, there's no, no one wants to work. That's not true. It's just there's so much that has come in that people are overwhelmed. So let's take that moment just to send some love and light to everyone who's overwhelmed right now. Um, but I do have 500 books in stock with me now. I will be releasing the DelmonicoWay.com very soon, within like the next week or so. And there you'll be able to see everything that's going on with me, the tours, the this, the that, the book, the availability. We have a limited edition that will be on the site. Um, this is the first edition. So this is the limited edition. And they will be able to get out to you maybe even before some of the other Amazon, Barnes & Noble, et cetera, et cetera. So keep in the loop. Tweet me at Max Tucci. Instagram me at Max Tucci. Follow at the Demonica Way. And here's what I know is happening for now. October 8th, which is the following weekend, I will be hosting a dinner at my home in upstate New York called the Delmonica Way. It's about the book. It is in the spirit of the movie, The Age of Innocence, because yes, the restaurant was mentioned in that movie, took place in that movie. So we will be doing a very lovely dinner for the Ruth Keeler Memorial Library. Uh, that is a private dinner. And I'm glad to say that it was sold out 
the minute the invitations went out. So thank you for all who have responded. Pushing that one step further, on the 16th of October, which is the following week, I have an amazing author talk. It will be my first one at the Ruth Keeler Memorial Library in North Salem, New York. So if you're in the area, come out from 3.30 p.m. to 5 p.m. October 16th. It will be my first author talk on the Delmonico Way, outside of talking about it on all these wonderful platforms. Plus, I'll be doing so many radio shows, TV shows, interviews. So do look out for that. Owl Magazine, uh, we have the cover, so I'm excited to be on the cover of Owl Magazine. Avenue Magazine, Daily News, TV shows, you will be in total full swing of my life and you'll be able to watch it unfold with me, be a part of it when you can. And speaking of being a part of it when you can, on the 15th of November, mark your calendars, save the date, no invitation needed, but I'm going to send one anyway. The Rizzoli Bookstore at 1133 Broadway in New York at 26th Street will be the book launch of the Del Monaco Way at the Rizzoli Bookstore. We will have the whole window front, which will be exciting. And thank you to all that. Literally, we've started this window at uh, the end of August. We've been starting, how are we going to do this window? How are we going to design this window? How are we going to make this window be reflective of all that is of the Tucci's era Delmonico's? So that will be there. Janori is a huge, huge, huge friend to, to the book. And um, they will be really assisting in having a beautiful table setting as well as Baccarat and the things that were used at Delmonico's. You know, when the Tucci's had it, my grandfather and father, it was a whole nother level. It was never a steakhouse. It was fine dining. It was America's first fine dining restaurant since 1827. And my grandfather continued that legacy. It's in the book, so you'll have to read it. November 15th, no invitation needed. The Rizzoli Bookstore, be there. Invite your friends from 6 o'clock to 7.30 p.m. at the Rizzoli Bookstore, 1133 Broadway. Go to RizzoliUSA.com. You can see all the book information there. And also, I jumped ahead of date, November 10th. Not only is that my sister's birthday, so it is also my Palm Beach book launch. So if you're in the Palm Beach, South Florida area, sending our love and prayers to Florida now after that hurricane, some places were hit. But, you know, we just have to keep sending love and light and hope that everyone is okay and realize the material things. What I know is that Alan Watts said that sometimes when things, not sometimes, but when something seems to be permanent, it seems to be lifeless. So if there was loss, know this, you're alive. And it's okay what was lost because it'll be given back onto you. So don't worry about that. Because you're here, you're well. I know it sucks. I hear you all. I give you that big hug that I can give you. And if you need anything, reach out and let us know. And we'll do what we can do to help you and, and put people in touch with you that can help you as well. Um, November 10th, the Palm Beach Bookstore in Palm Beach is hosting an event 5.30 to 7.30, the book launch there. There is an RSVP list for that. Why? Because there's going to be valet. There's going to be there are a lot of things going on. So it's PB Books at, I should have the email. <laughs> PB Books, I'll get it to you. Follow me, you'll see the invitation. Go. You know what? Go to right now, at Max Tucci, the invitation's there. Go to at the Delmonico Way, the invitation's there. And you can see the invitation. Share it. Share it to your friends. Share the cover of the book to your friends. I'm hyping this up because I haven't been here in so long and there's so much to discuss and I'm really grateful that you all are here to listen to it. Before we continue, let's take another moment just to breathe in and be grateful for this now moment. You know, over the summer, I had a wonderful summer with dear, dear friends of ours and um, of mine. And of course, I was in Florence at the villa where I received the book, The Delmonico Way, and the energy there being with family and holding the book. I'm holding this book right now, and it was just so magical that it explored Florence before anywhere else, the place that my father loved. And I had another copy, and I brought it yesterday to uh, the mausoleum where it was my father's birthday, September 28th. And I brought it to the mausoleum, and I left them a copy, and I signed it to them, and I just. Trust that ancestors are going to rise up with that energy. Look where it has come. 
when so many people said that beautiful no, it was the one that said yes, that divine yes. Thank you, Charles, for saying yes. But there's a there's a lesson in the beautiful no. Sherry Salata taught us that with her book. You know, she was the executive producer of Oprah Winfrey show for 25 years. She came on the show. We talked about the beautiful no. And what does the beautiful no mean? It means that man's rejection is God's protection. And that that no will lead you to the yes. Don't fret. You were not built to break. There's that Whitney Houston song, you were not built to break. I was not built to break. So whatever you're going through, there's that also that great saying, if you're going through hell, don't stop. And let me tell you, this book going through some periods of it was hell. It will all be part of my author talks, part of the discussion, the making of the Delmonica way. There is so much shit behind the scenes that let me tell you, it is legit. It was hell. And I know that authors who are going through this process don't give up. Let those no's inspire you to continue to do your work. When I had Jackie Collins on here, she said, write a page a day and you'll have your book after one year. Don't give up. And if people, agents, publishers, friends, families say no, I promise you there is a divine yes that's waiting for you as long as you do your work. I've done mine. And this book, The Demonical Way, is a testament to the work that I've put in. And not only that I've put in, but that a whole team created by Rizzoli, put together so that we could have this book delivered to you. Here's the reality. I'm not a chef, but what I do know is that I love to eat and I love food and I love to host and I love being a storyteller. And that is all compiled in this book. I've reached out to friends, Carla Hall, Andrew Zimmern, Letty Alvarez, to get their takes of these classic recipes from Delmonico's. Plus, I've had all of these recipes, you know, from from the decades that we've had the restaurant. So when people like approach me like, are you a chef? I love to eat. <laughs> Look, a friend of mine says, I can't boil an egg and I can't you know, cook pasta, but what I can do for sure is run a great restaurant. And I echo that. I can cook. Don't let me uh, mis misguide you or mislead you. But I'm not a chef. And I'm really like taking that humble seat to say, you know what? This book is about the Delmonico way, what my family did for the restaurant industry, for New York, and for the name Delmonico's, and how my grandfather resurrected that name and brought it back to life. He breathed new fresh air into that beautiful restaurant, and really, his work is a testament to the Delmonico way. So it's about storytelling, it's about self-worth, it's about wonderful recipes, great gatherings, sublime entertaining, and legendary recipes. So that is my little pitch for you right there about the Demonical Way. We're going to have more conversations. We're going to get into the story. It's a beautiful story about immigration, about Italian heritage, about misconceptions, about hard work, about struggle, and about family and ancestors and the love and passion for an industry that is so cutthroat. Over the summer, when I was away, there was a dear friend of mine the one and only, the divine. I mean, to, to try for me to pave <laughs> the, the yellow brick road of an introduction that Jennifer English does for so many when she hosts them on her show would be minimizing because there's only one that has that art that Jennifer has of introduction. What I love to say is not what she's done or what she's doing, that she's a friend of mine. And a friend that we have those late night conversations. We have conversations that, you know, can lead into the hours of conversations. We are passionate about hosting. We are passionate about food. We are passionate about friendship and culinary experiences to the fact that next summer we might even be doing one in Greece together. In the book, what I'm going to say is, you know, I love to give people their flowers while I can. And so when I was writing the acknowledgments in the book, I had to include Jennifer. And on page 201, I write Jennifer English. Grazie for reminding me that I am the keeper of the Oscars Delmonico legacy and the future of food and hospitality. Without any further ado, welcome my friend to Max and Friends, the one and only Jennifer English. Well, thank you so much. And the grazie, it's all mine. <laughs> 
the privilege of getting to sit in the seat that you have built at the helm of Max and Friends and talk to people that I care about deeply and invite them to share with your audience where they come from and their take on how we enrich our coexistence was really, really, really fun. But it was also the most nourishing thing I've done in ages. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. You were awesome. You know, I love tuning into the show and and hearing you and your guests and just the way that you orchestrated such perfection of of my absence was so wonderful. You know, that was a good vacation <laughs> that I took. It was about seven weeks. And um, by the way, can I, I just uh, not to yeah. interrupt you or talk <laughs> over you? But there was no Max absence. You were fully with us every word, every minute. Oh, yeah, it's you. impossible to sit in as the guest host of Max and Friends. It was really guest co-hosting. You just let me have the mic the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, it is. It's a platform that's been created. You know, we're going into our 15th year of Max and Friends. Holy shit. I, if Sam had a microphone right now, he would pull it up and be like, 15 years. You know, next May will be 15 years on air, Jennifer. And I'm sitting here at my office up at the farm, and I'm looking at these awards from Communicator Awards, Telly Awards, W3 Awards, Davy Awards, and all of these like beautiful awards. And I'm thinking, wow, how many times could I have said, I don't want to do this. I'm giving up. I can't. This isn't for me. And it's so easy to do that. It is so easy to do that. And so when someone as gracious as you comes along and says, I will take the mic, Max, go take the vacation you need. I'm here for you. I see you. I hear you. You matter. And I love your platform. And let me bring the guests that I welcome to my table to your table. So thank you for creating a communal table where we really, it was, you had some great shows and I'm really appreciative of that. And again, these awards are a testament to every single guest that has been on this show. Over a thousand guests have been on Max and Friends throughout the nearly 15 years. And not only that, but the, oh my gosh, the hundreds and thousands and millions of listeners. It's like some shows we have downloads that are astronomical. Uh, Jackie Collins being one of them, I know for sure. And um, astronomical numbers of, of listeners and downloads. So well, you know you. what that is. Tell me. <laughs> you, with, with your divine timing and essence, created the perfect segue from the conversation to the Delmonico way. Mm. Because the great lesson, if I could sum it all up, the great lesson of Oscar Tucci, as it was, it was inherited by you, when you utter the words, all are welcome at my table, and I see you, I hear you, and you matter. The headline that I've distilled from this is that we are grateful to be mm. in service. Yes. That we are in a service industry and whether the service that we are privileged to be able to perform is in hospitality, restaurants, words, broadcasting, books, events, everything. While it may have a different discipline, the same way under the realm of fine arts, we look at paintings and sculpture and music. It's all considered art. Mm -hmm. Everything that you and I do falls under the headline of service, the same mm -hmm. way all the disciplines of the fine arts fall under the headline or banner of art and fine art. Mm -hmm. We are really blessed and privileged yeah. to be in the service industry. Absolutely. And that's the great connection. And to me, one of the things you do so masterfully is you show how the ideas of your forebears in the legacy of the Delmonicos, which was the original, 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 that what they did particularly well, that your grandfather elevated into the next realm, and that this book is going to catapult us into the future of food and hospitality with, because it's no longer just about being on-premise in service. 
-hmm. Being in service today means something different. And in a way, this is a guidebook on how to be in service for the future. Mm. You know, I love that you say that because in the book, we do have little areas that called the demonic way, literally, where there's a little picture that shows you how to take it one step further, how to make it the demonic way, how to put really elegant sophistication and self-worth into the details of life. You know, when you say art, Jennifer, it's beautiful because I look at this book and I open it and it says copyright. I'm just going to read a list of names because I have to give acknowledgments and gratitude. Copyright Oscar Max Tucci. Then my recipe photographer, Jennifer Arce, she's amazing. A young lady from Colombia who brought everything to the table. When I asked her why she wanted to do this book, she said, because it's a dream of mine. And I said, well, you're going to have to dream bigger because I'm giving you this dream. And then, of course, Roberto Divic, who is the book interior and cover designer. My publisher, Charles Myers, who I adore, Charles. Talk about a man of distinction. And then my editor, Caitlin I love my Kate and Lethal. She, we became great friends. And then Natalie Danford, Becky Diamond, Barbara Sedek, Kimberly Tabor, Phyllis Cohen. Literally, this list goes on and on and on to how many people. Jessica Knapp, who's the publicist at Rizzoli. I mean, there are so many behind the scenes. And Tracy, who helps get the book delivered. There are so many people that are bringing this book to the table that when we see it and when we open it, it is a menu that has a feast for life. There is a menu that has the most beautiful entertaining tips, legendary recipes. It is a menu for you to hold on to, to read, to be reminded, to enjoy the story, but also to enjoy, to enjoy the, the tidbits and the tricks and the traits that you can bring into your home. So Jennifer, we're going to talk about this book some more tonight because, you know, ultimately with intentions, and I always love intentions, the intentions for tonight's show are to welcome people to the Demonico Way world, to the platform that you and I will be sitting on together November 15th in New York City at the Rizzoli Bookstore. We will also be having a billboard in Times Square on the 15th of, of November. But we're going to take this show tonight to set the intention that this is something that I want to take on the road with you. When I do these book tours, and even let's take it one step further from the book tour. Let's say that you and I are going to be doing these beautiful culinary conversations, hospitality conversations, entertaining, service, summits. I would love to be in a service summit with you. I know. And so we're going to set that stage tonight. We've done it so many times on shows, but I feel like if you and I are in person together, it will raise the frequency so much more. But so we're here I, right now, so this is the good part. Yeah, this is the good part. I welcome you now to the show. Uh, thank you again for really having a wonderful, you did six, I think six shows, five or six shows. I, I just applaud you and thank you for that. So we're going to play a song tonight, which is one of my favorites um, from Felisa Latin Soul. And it's called Ancestors. And you know what, Jennifer, I was going to play this later on in the show, but Sam, if we can get it ready, let me know. I'm going to just send you a quick note that I would love to get this song ready now because I really, in the setting of intentions, you know, yesterday, Jennifer, I went to my father's mausoleum and um, I sat there and I said, you know, what can I give my father for his present for his birthday? So I played the Pavarotti song, Non Ti Scordadimi, which was one of his favorite songs. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to read, I'm going to read some of the Dalmonico way. And so I sat there in the mausoleum and I like hung out with my ancestors energy. You know, their spare, their bodies aren't there. Those coffins are just, you know, for show, but their energy was surrounding me. And I was like, Ooh, ancestors, father, will you guide me? And as I sat there and I read the pages of the Dalmonico way to him, to the energy of, of Oscar, of Mary, of Sesta. There's that beautiful African proverb that says, every time you say my name, my spirit shall live. My spirit shall surround you. My energy will rise up and meet you. And then when you say the beautiful words from the Gita that say, for the soul, there's neither birth nor death that is eternal and everlasting. So they say that the spoken word is one that never comes back. It always keeps going. So to be able to spend that moment there with, with my ancestors' energy and to read the pages of the Demonico Way were amazing. 
So, Jennifer, I'm going to have a little twist. We're going to play the show early right now. We're going to play the song early right now. And then we're going to get into the Demonica way. So right now here on Max and Friends, take this moment, y'all who are listening tonight. Tune in. Remember, you don't have to listen to tonight because we're on all podcasting platforms. You could download this show anytime or you can go to latalkradio.com backslash max podbean podcast here, there, wherever you want to go get it. But take this moment right now to think of your ancestors that are no longer here with us in physical form, but in spirit and energy, they guide you and they lead you. They lead you home to a place. We're all just walking each other home. And that energy that's there with them right now surrounds us. It hugs us. It welcomes us. It invites us to say thank you to our ancestors. So right now here on Max and Friends, we're going to play Felisa Latin Soul. Google it to see the video. Ancestors. And when we're back, the divine and the one and only Jennifer English and I will be continuing the conversation of the Delmonico Way. Ancestors now on Max and Friends. Stay tuned. I will not fear I will not fear no no LA Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. That was Ancestors. Hey, Jennifer English. <laughs> First of all, I love that song. And it's so, oh. and it's so you. Oh, I, that song could make me weep. <laughs> you know what? I feel like we need to play that song. You know, they asked me for a playlist when we do the event at the Rizzoli store. I'm putting that in there. You've got to. 
Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to mix it, of course, with some some blue eyes and, of course, you know, some Kristen Jorgensen and some Eartha Kid, And, you know, we're going to we're going to and Gypsy Rose Lee, some really good songs. Those and 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 Lena Horne, those that performed at Delmonico's, I'm going to bring in. And a little Blossom Fury, just for old time's sake. Yeah, old time's sake. So, Jennifer, welcome to the show. That song for me is just like remarkable. So, um. Yeah, it's so good. I, just wanna, I also want to add, I was going to say this beforehand, but I yeah. know that we've all, we're still sort of glowing and our, and our goosebumps are still enervated. Legacy is the word that I think of when I hear that song now. Mm-hmm. All of us have been gifted a legacy. All of us have something in our own lives that is similar to what you have from your family. And it may not be in the restaurant business and it may not be, you know, the restaurant where famous people have gone for a hundred years. The what it is doesn't matter. What you are doing right now with the launch of this book is reminding all of us that everyone has a legacy. And this is how we honor the legacies we've been given. So true. And, you know, the legacy, we've got to do our work. You know, it's like my legacy, I could leave a million behind. But this one is one that I've done the work with that I'm so proud of. So, well, you know, can under- I follow up on that? Because you said something about yeah. that before before that musical interlude. I want to talk about work, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, where we work is a place that we spend a great deal of time. And if we're fortunate enough to have been given a gift or a passion and we get to work in our passion, yeah. we could do an entire hour just on that, scratching the surface of that topic. Mm-hmm. But oh, when sure. we're ta- Right. And, and so when we're talking about the work, I oftentimes will think of it, The earth will give you everything you need to eat and survive. And if you're a farmer, you grow the food and you grow the plants and you nurture the plants and you plant the seeds and you sprout the seeds and you do the weeding and the fertilizing. You do all of that. You do the work, but Mother Nature still has to give you the crops. You get the crops by doing the work. Mm-hmm. The metaphor of farming in any legacy is that if you take the seed of the legacy that you've been given and you sprout it and you mm-hmm. plant it and you water it and you nourish it and nurture it, you too will be rewarded and enriched, not monetarily, but in the more important, more rich way of mm. understanding the legacy. I think you have given all of us going into the future and the future of food and hospitality for us, because that's obviously our area of passion and and expertise and devotion and commitment. But you've given us a great example of how to take the seed of what we've all been given and sprout it and grow it. Given that, I'd like to go forward into the world of hospitality and start by talking about our conversation last week where we were talking about hosts and guests mm-hmm. in the world of hospitality. The idea of being a host had at its very core, the very same elements at the turn of the last two centuries as it does today and into the future. What does it mean to be a host and what does it mean to be a guest? The dress, the carriage, the style, The what's, the particulars might change. The essence of being a host and the essence of being a guest will never change. I'm prepared to start this conversation by talking about being a host and a guest because that is at the very core of the Delmonico way essence, which is to welcome guests, to be the best host you can, and welcome your guests with ultimate expression of hospitality. I see you, I hear you, you matter. Let's start there and let's talk about the Delmonico way and Delmonico's and Oscar Tucci in particular as host. What does host mean to you? 
Oh, what a beautiful question. Host, to me, you know, it reminds me more of a hug. When you walk into your beloved's home, beloved's home, and like when I walk in and I see my mother and she gives me that hug, and no words have to be exchanged, but it's like the welcome home hug. That's to me what a host in my definition is, is someone that embraces you for who you are, welcomes you to their space, whether it's their home, their restaurant, their picnic table, <laughs> wherever it is. And there is such an abundance of welcoming and the definition of I see you, I hear you, and you matter. To me, that's the ultimate host. And that's who Oscar was. When he says, I welcomed all to my table, all means all. There is no, you're not, maybe you, mm, no, all to my table. And to me, host means someone who embraces you, welcomes you, and validates you. So let's talk a little bit about Oscar Tucci as host. Mm. You know, Oscar died 10 years before I was born. My first name, for those that don't know, really is Oscar. It's Oscar Maximilian Tucci. And so to be given his name was to be given his baton. And so Oscar Tucci was an incredible man with a vision. He was a daydreamer. He came from a beautiful family in Tuscany, Italy. He had brothers and sisters, one of them whom I love. She was like, I'm out of here, Italy. And she went to Argentina. And so there was such a richness and love in the family. So he came from a family that loved him, that had means, that didn't say no to his daydreams, that traveled. His father first took him to America, which was interesting. You know, as I read the book yesterday, my father in the mausoleum, in the Tucci mausoleum, I was recalled to the fact that Oscar arrived on September 28th, okay, which is Mario's birthday. And here I am in the mausoleum reading this, that Oscar arrived on September 28th, 1912 on the ship La Lorraine. And so that was his first trip to America. So he really was someone who saw so many wonders of the of the seas and coming to new york at a young age yeah wow yeah 110 years ago oscar came to america and you know it wasn't until later on that he saw the delmonico building when he came back for the second time that he knew oh you know by this time it was empty prohibition had sunk in 1923 delmonico's closed and oscar who was this beautiful bright-eyed lovable man. Whenever I interviewed anyone about Oscar, they said so many beautiful things about him. He was just such a kind person, but he was a big daydreamer. And when he stood there at those double doors of that vacant, closed 56 Beaver Street that was ready to be knocked down, he thought, I'm going to take this. So just imagine for a minute, Jennifer, being this, this man who came from Italy and there's this building there and it's calling your name. And this beautiful, beautiful past that was happening inside was becoming available for Oscar to take over. Wow. So he was an incredible, incredible. To, you know, I love to say this because it's so true. To, to try to describe Oscar minimizes him. But I know we have to because those that don't know him, I want them to feel his essence. He was such a kind person with such huge vision. And so he was an incredible man. And when I did all of these uh, interviews with people about Oscar, they echoed one another over and over again. And I interviewed people in most random times so that you know no one could be on the same page of who is Oscar Tucci. He was the ultimate restaurateur. There was a bridge between the 1920s prohibition and the closure of the old version of Delmonico's, which is the one that existed in that golden age, to come to a new modern golden age under Oscar's realm mm. and helm. Oscar became the bridge to the future. Oscar was 
the future of Delmonico's. As we are on the cusp of the future of food and hospitality, COVID did in a lot of instances what prohibition did. It shut down a lot of places. It changed a lot of things. You can't ever go back ever, but in particular, you don't go back when you've gone through something like this. Can you talk about how this moment in time, when we're really excited about looking into the abundant, limitless future of the hospitality world, how there are lessons from that moment in time of limitless possibility that Oscar Tucci saw when he took the helm of the Delmonicos that he encountered and what we can learn today, because instead of looking at it as though we're all gonna take over that Delmonicos, we're going to make Delmonicos anew in our own world. Mm-hmm. That's the future that we have. And that's the, the guidance that you're giving us with the book. Can you talk a little bit about that concept of the future and the limitlessness and how at its essence, that limitlessness of then and now ties us together? Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So in order to talk about the future for me, we have to also mention the past because trials and tribulations will come. COVID may shut down industries and restaurants all across the world. But let's go back to the journey and the decades that Oscar was in Delmonico's. You had the war, 1940s. Then you had Vietnam War. Then you had, prior to that, Prohibition. Then there was the Wheatless and Meatless Mondays because there was food rationing. Then Oscar became ill. So all of these trials and tribulations, Oscar kept going and kept going because for him, it wasn't brick and mortar. For him, it was really welcoming all to his table. Now, when we talk about the future of food and hospitality, Jennifer and I have done many talks on Clubhouse where we talk about 60% of the future of food is going to be in delivery service. What does that mean to brick and mortar? You know, we can all get in a frenzy of what does it mean? But here's what the future of food and hospitality means to me. It means to pause, to have intention, to have self-worth, to have dignity, to be welcoming, to be lovable, to love, to serve, to be of service. Food will always be. You know, when I was in Italy and we were eating at these Michelin star restaurants, I said, how can we go to a land of food like Italy? And nature is the best chef on this planet, right? How can we go to Italy and go to a Michelin star star restaurant and leave hungry? So the ingredients will change for sure. We'll become innovative. We will change things. This book has modern takes on classic recipes. Yes, there will be change. But for me, what needs to be consistent is the era of Emily Post, Mm -hmm. the era of Oscar Tucci, the era of validation of I see you, I hear you, and you matter. And what that will be for the yellow brick road for food and hospitality is tradition, legacy, honoring those that pave the road for us. The food, no one really will remember. The atmosphere they might have glimpses of. The wine they might fantasize about. But the one thing for sure that all will remember is how they were treated. How they felt. And how they felt. And that is the future of food and hospitality, making okay. people feel good. So, so let's, let's stick with this because I think it's really important to, to look at why this moment in time is so special and why this book is so special. I don't know that everyone can fully appreciate where this will take us. But this is an incredible gift. You're giving us the future legacy. Okay, so I just want to start off by saying that. Um, Let's talk about being a regular. Delmonico's was really famous for having regulars. And in order to have regulars, you have to have relationships with your guests. And you have to have 
a reason to come back. And this is the segue to the comment or the question about guest. We talked about Oscar as host. Let's just talk about what it means to be a guest and a good guest today. And what do guests do? What's the job of a guest? What was the job of a guest in the time of Oscar Tucci? And why have we perhaps, without realizing it, forgotten or lost how to be a good guest? Well, you said something beautiful to me the other day, which was we need to reimagining, reimagine being a guest. And what does that mean? You know, in the reality of things, I love that I'm the guest on my show tonight because I love that we're having this conversation. But I know that we only have four minutes to really answer this question. Then we have to wrap it up. So we have to keep in mind that we're still doing a live show (laughs) and we will continue this conversation. Before I answer that question, will you join me next week so we can continue it in, in depth? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So we're not going to just leave you. And I think that's what a guest means. I'm not, Jennifer's asking me questions. I'm guesting on my show right now. And I'm not just going to leave you wondering about what my next move is. I'm going to invite you to the next moment, even as a guest. So a host will invite you to the table and the guest invites you to their world, to their storytelling, to who they are. And so I want to just acknowledge the guest. Nixon used to call Oscar Papa Del Monaco, Papa Oscar. He would run Pat ragged while he was going on that campaign tour. And he would come into Delmonico's and right away was Papa Oscar. He knew that just as important as Oscar welcomed him to Oscar's table, that Richard Nixon welcomed Oscar to his heart. When a guest shows up and they bring you something, It's the ultimate gift, I think, to be invited to someone's home. Restaurant, too, for that matter. When someone arrives to your home and they're a guest and they bring you something, it is such a beautiful gesture of welcoming. You know, it's the pineapple on the the pillar of the driveway. It's that welcoming moment where the guest becomes part of the scenery. Rock Hudson used to go to Delmonico's often. Oscar knew that privacy was a lost art. He respected the privacy of celebrity and he instilled a no paparazzi rule. And it would drive my father, I think, sometimes crazy because my father was the marketing side and be like, we need pictures over there. No, no, Oscar would say, we're not that restaurant. No, basta di questo, senza foto. Because the store club was doing that. El Morocco was doing that. Copacabana was doing that. Delmonico's was a place where the guest felt at home. They felt that hug. And then in return, they gave that hug. So it's symbiotic to be a host and a guest. You know, and I think that's the beauty of a guest is that as a guest, we have to remember that our role in this environment, whether it's someone's home, backyard, in, in wherever it is, in their restaurant, in their space, we have to honor them in return. And that's self-worth. So when we walk into a place and we respect ourselves, and we dress for the occasion and we bring something as a, as a token of gratitude and there's intention behind our arrival as a guest, we can look at our host and say, thank you. I'm Before really, any- yeah, I'm really eager to find out from you following up on this idea of intention. What is the intention that a guest needs to bring literally from this moment moving forward to be both enriched and enriching. Grace. Bring grace. Bring a sense of of style, of chicness, of sophistication, of grace, of gratitude. Bring that to the table. Yeah, I think the gratitude piece is a big one. Let's I know we've got a limited amount of time and I have so many one questions minute. to ask you. We only have a minute. <laughs> Um, we'll have next week. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to tee it up this way. And I want everyone to start thinking about this being a guest, especially in a restaurant. Do you remember what it means to be a guest, to be fed, to be fed by the restaurant and the restaurateur? Mm. You are giving them the gift of your life because you are trusting that they won't give you something that will make you sick. There is something profound about being a guest in a restaurant. 
Mm-hmm. You are truly putting your life in the capable hands of everyone that makes food for you. You put the food in your mouth and your body. I'm going to let you have a reaction to that before we wrap up because that's a big one. You're asking as the host, trust me with your experience. Trust me with your life. And in turn, the guest comes to you and says, I trust you. What have you I got? trust you. I trust you. I'm a guest right now on my show. I've welcomed you to my space. I'm grateful for you for allowing me to be a guest. I love being a guest at my own table. I think <laughs> there's something magical about that. <laughs> I feel a relief when I'm a guest at my own table. So what I bring to being a guest is gratitude. And I'm going to really say to you, thank you. I see you. I hear you. You matter. I love you. And I'm grateful that you've allowed me to be a guest that you've brought me to a space where I can just for one minute tune out, be present, and know that what you're offering me is the greatest gesture of all. And when it comes to food, I think that's even the great, it's one of the biggest gestures of all because it's nourishment. You're nourishing my stomach, my soul, my being. You're feeding me. And so by feeding me, I feed you with stories. Well, remember Remember, the food that you eat becomes the cells of your body the way the thoughts and the words of our conversations become your soul. Yeah. So what I know for sure is that time is an illusion. So this dinner party that we've had tonight here on Max and Friends must come to an end, but only for this moment. Because next Sunday, Jennifer English is going to be back with me. We're going to continue the conversation, and we encourage you to be part of it. Tweet me at Max Tucci. Instagram me at Max Tucci. DM me. Do whatever you need. Max at MaxTucci.com. Reach out to me with your questions on what does it mean to be a host? What does it mean to be a guest? And what questions you have that we can help serve you? Until next time, Jennifer English, I love you, and thank you for being a part of Max and Friends. It's a privilege. Thank you. And the privilege is mine. Until next time, here's what I'm going to tell you. Take a little time to pause, to notice, to look around, to be grateful for this now moment. Until next time, I love you. I see you. I hear you. You matter. Good night and good karma. And remember, take life to the max. I'm your host, Max Tucci for Max and Friends. Peace.